just wanted to welcome you to our online service for this weekend. Uh, have the chance to just be outside enjoying the, the beauty of nature and hopefully the sound works for this. But uh, wanted to uh, just want to talk about something that I've been thinking about a lot over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's something actually that I've thought about over the years and as I as I look back uh, over the past couple of years I'm reminded that that I've shared about this topic a number of times and yet even over the last couple of weeks there's a, there's a scripture that's been coming to mind quite uh, quite regularly and I've sent it to some people via text so maybe you're one of them who got this from me uh, I sent uh, like for um, a prayer request and a, and a response uh, for some, I've sent it to you as a, as just as a reminder, you know, just in a conversation we were having, and for myself, just realizing that I needed the reminder uh, as well. And uh, as I, as I think of these words, you've probably heard them before. They're found in uh, Proverbs chapter three. Uh, Solomon, the wisest man of his time, and and his wisdom is still uh, known to be uh, top notch. He wrote these words, Proverbs three, verse five and six: Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. That word trust, trust in the Lord. Trust, uh, the dictionary defines it as a, uh, a firm belief in the reliability, in the truth or the ability of someone or something. A firm belief in it, a firm, uh, faith is, is even a, a word similar to that, that, that confident trust in someone, in their ability, in their truth, in their reliability. And, uh, you know, as I read that scripture and as I've reminded about that and shared it with others, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I don't know about you, but I find that that's easier said than done sometimes. You know, if I look at my, the actual living out of my life, I would say sometimes I, I find that's easier to say than to actually live out. Trust is a powerful word. Trust means that you're putting the outcome in somebody else's hands. I was reminded of years ago when uh, Holland was in the World Cup and they were playing against Costa Rica and they had ended the, the game in a tie. And so they had to go to the, the, the penalty shootout and and uh, they did something really, really unique. They took their goalkeeper who had played for the whole game. They took him and put him on the bench. They took one of their other goalkeepers who hadn't played a minute in the game and stuck him in just for the penalty shootout. I was like, oh, you know, like everybody's chewing on their nails. Like uh, you could just see the whole team. They're like, we're trusting, you know, the, the, the whole outcome of this game on somebody who hasn't even played a single minute in the game. We're putting in the cold goalkeeper for this, for this, for this minute and, and putting all of their trust in that one person and you know that it actually worked out for them well and then in the, the next game they had the same um, result versus Argentina and they kept the, the, the original goaltender in and and they, they ended up losing but that feeling of having everything on the line in someone else's hands that that's that's what trust is it's it's putting it's it's putting our our uh, outcome the, the the outcome that we're hoping for or that we're that we that we want to try and make happen putting that in someone else's hands and i don't know about you but i find that difficult sometimes have you ever found it difficult to trust or or maybe knowing who you can trust you ever feel like maybe you have trust issues i know there's lots of people that would say that they have trust issues from when they're children or different things that have happened in their past experience i, I think we're all there Maybe you can relate and have had times in your life where trust has been broken by someone. 
you know, uh, my kids and I sometimes watch America's Funniest Home Videos, and as I was thinking about that, I realized that that show is often, most of it is, is based on, you know, somebody's trust going wrong. You know, simply trusting the, uh, somebody trusting a branch or trusting a rope or trusting somebody else's ability and then it, it not working very well. And uh, it's kind of funny. Or you see those crazy ones where like a guy's laying on the ground, he's got a golf tee in his teeth and there's a ball on it. And, you know, he's trusting his buddy to hit the ball right off the tee. And we're like, oh man, this, this could go bad in so many ways. But they have this, this trust. And uh, when it goes wrong, it, that's when it ends up on TV and it's kind of funny. But, but in our own lives, you know, when trust is broken, funny's not the word that we would usually describe for that. You know, I, uh, I, I was uh, at a used car dealer the other, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I overheard, you know, the dealer talking to one of the, the clients there and just letting her know that uh, the, the place that she had previously taken her car to be serviced or whatever had been ripping her off on the parts and on the labor based on the cost. And, you know, she just that, that, that uh, conversation, you just hear her say, but, but I trusted him. I trusted them. I just trusted them. I didn't know any better. And as a result, got taken advantage of. I don't know how many times I've had people, uh, their relationships go sour and they call me and they're, they're talking, they're wanting advice. And, you know, the, <laughs> having those words come out of their mouths, oh, but I, I trusted them. You know, they said they were a Christian and I trusted them and it, it didn't go well. You know, I see even today how, how many people trust in things like the media, trusting that it, that what they hear there is truth. And even though it, oftentimes it's shown to be lies, they, they continue to go back to, to that trust and have, have that trust being broken again and again. Um, have you ever had it personally where your trust was broken? Someone broke your trust. You know, maybe you shared a secret with somebody and all of a sudden then they, they shared it over the whole school or around the whole work, yeah, work site or, at, or, at, uh, or even at church. You know, maybe you uh, lent something to somebody and then they returned with it and it was broken. And it was like, oh, it was like that when we got it. And you know it wasn't. You know, or maybe you, uh, you trusted somebody with your heart and they broke it. All, you know, all, I would say the words that we describe, we you know when trust is broken, it's just, it feels horrible. It just feels horrible, you know, and it's one thing to have, you know, your, to, to have your trust broken, but have you ever been on the other side where you've been the one who broke someone else's trust? You're the one who let them down. You're, you're the one who's apologizing and asking for another chance. You're the, you're the one trying to rebuild that trust and, and, and it feels horrible as well maybe it's you know you're the teen who was late for curfew and you're you're begging your parents you know give give me another chance you know let me have the car one more time or maybe you missed a big deadline at work and you're just asking your boss for one more opportunity or you know maybe it's something that happened with your spouse and you're just you're asking for them to trust you uh once again to just to, to maybe we can rebuild that trust sometimes you know that trust isn't repairable so it's so much as so much water has gone under the bridge or so many times trust is broken it's not even repairable and it feels horrible and maybe you know maybe you've been the one to let you down you're like well, what do you mean by that it's like you trusted you to 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 not do something or to do something maybe you said you know i'm uh, i'm not going to i'm not going to say that again or i'm not going to smoke that again or i'm not going to drink that or watch that or whatever it was and then you find yourself letting you down once again and you thought, you thought you could trust yourself and you find that you couldn't. And you know, there's, if you wonder, can we trust anyone? 
Well, there's a guy named Bernie May. He tells this old story of a de- uh, of a father who takes his son out and has him st- climb up a b- bunch of steps on a ladder and then, c- c- you know, coaxes his son to say, jump, jump, I'll catch you, I'll catch you. And after a lot of coaxing, finally the son does jump and whammo, it lands on the ground. The dad doesn't catch him. And it's like this shock and surprise as the son looks up and the dad kind of picks him up, dusts him off, wipes his tear away and says, there, let that be a lesson to you. You can't trust anyone. You know, as a... <laughs> As a dad, we can hardly like fathom that. But that thought that, man, we can't trust anyone. Or maybe it's the question, can we really trust anyone? It seems harsh, but maybe your experiences have taught you that or have, you know, that that's how you feel. Like, I don't really feel like I can fully trust anyone. Is there anyone that I can fully trust really? So then when you hear a verse like this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Like fully trust in the Lord with with all of it. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. Like trusting God that God, whatever, whatever direction I need to go in life, whatever's happening in my life, that I simply trust you with all of it and that he'll show you which path to take. Sometimes our experiences in life that have uh, cause us not to be able to fully trust in people, that, that becomes projected on God, that we, can't, we feel like we can't fully trust Him. Not that we can trust Him with everything. Maybe something, but everything. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, trusting Him with everything. Can I trust Him with everything? It's not a new question. You know, ever since humanity's been on the planet, they've been asking that question. You know, Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, it was that question. You know, God was like, don't touch that, don't touch that tree of knowledge and good and evil. You can trust me that I know what's good for you, that I know what's best for you. And that, that, that question, can I really trust God? Do I really trust him? And we realized, you know, that they didn't trust that God knew what was fully best for them. They didn't trust that his plan for their lives was good. And they decided to take things into their own hands and put trust in themselves and, and take the, you know, the responsibility for their outcome in life into their own hands. And we know how that ended up. And so that comes to that question, why, why would we trust anyone? And, you know, why would we put our trust in God? Or, uh, and I, I want to just maybe share these thoughts, that trusting in him uh, leads to the, well, I would say maybe the opposite. Not trusting in him leads to things in our life, things like, um, things like emp- being, feeling empty on the inside. It leads to anxiety. It, it leads to worry. And it leads to this sense of feeling lost. So why should we trust him? Well, uh, none of those things are things that I want in my life. And I don't think you would either. You know, the, 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 temptation in our lives is to maybe grab onto the to, to things ourselves and say I, I got this <laughs> I, 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 I'll trust me on this one God I, I got this you know I was reminded of years ago we had a bass player in our church and he was going for lessons and he, that was one of the things he often said he would say I got this you know no I got this and his, his teacher was trying to teach him some things to be like no no I got this I got this and his teacher had said to him he's like you know I you know I want to print a t-shirt that says, you don't got this. And I want to wear it so that, you know, every time I'm saying this, you realize you don't, <coughs> you don't got this. You don't got this. You know, and I think history uh, and scripture show us over and over that every time people have said, oh, I got this. It actually leads to one of those things we talked about before. Emptiness or worry and anxiety or just a sense of feeling lost. 
You know, think about that. Even just through scripture, Adam and Eve, you know, don't touch that fruit is what he says. And they're like, no, no, I got this. And it led, led to like the garden being empty. They had to leave and it led to an emptiness in their heart that they were continuously trying to fill. And so, so do we. You know, we are reading about Abraham with our young men's group and how God promised him and said, I will make you a great nation. And it seemed to take a little while. And so Abraham was like, you know what, God, I got this. And we know the story of Hagar and Ishmael and, and Abraham trying to take the, the outcome into his own hands. And it didn't go well as a result. You know, it led to like an emptiness in, the, uh, 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 in his heart for that promise. And God would re-promise re him down the road. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, I think about Moses where God told him, Moses, I want you to speak to this rock and water will come out. And Moses like, no, no, God, I got this. And we know the story of how he hit the rock and it led to an empty future for him. He didn't get to experience everything that he had, had, had been, been longing for and hoping for in his future. You think about King Saul where, where Samuel had said to him, obedience is better than sacrifice. I want you to do what I ask you to do. And he's like, he says, you know, Saul says to the Lord, no, no, I got this. I'll do it my own way. And what happens? It leads to an empty throne, which should have been his sons being successors for uh, on and on and on. It led to an emptiness of the throne simply because he's like, I, I got this. I'll do it my way. Solomon. You think about Solomon, the guy who actually wrote the verse we're talking about. The guy who wrote, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. Solomon even, you know, at times didn't take that to heart. And he was like, God, I, I, got, I got this. You know, the, that just trusting in him, it was like, God, I, I got it. And, you know, as we read Ecclesiastes, something else that Solomon would write later in life, he just writes about how life feels so empty. And that's simply how it goes. You know, the same happens today. Like I think about people that, that pursue happiness and they're like, man, you know what, God, I got this. I know, how to make, I know how to make me happy and find out that it just leads to emptiness and this continual pursuit of trying to find that, that, that elusive happiness and joy. You know, people that, that, that want to make more money and I have a friend of mine too, I talk to him every once in a while and ask him, well, how much more do you need? Like, he's got everything. Like, how much more do you need? He's like, well, you know, just he's got his next couple of years planned and, and it's just, I just need a little bit more, a little bit more. <clears throat> and it just leads to empty. There's never enough. There's, and he'll find in a couple of years that there's still not enough. And there's that truth of scripture that says, what if I gain the whole world, but I lose my own soul? Will it have been worth it in the end? And we'd say, no, no, it isn't. You know how many relationships? It's like, oh, that one didn't work out, but the next one, you know, that next guy, that next girl, or that next marriage, you know, I've had a few failed ones, but that next one, if I can just get there, find the right person, if I can just find the right person. And in the end, left feeling empty. And it even comes with the right relationship with God. You know, that's that, that thing of not trusting what God has done, but saying, God, I got this. And when we say, I got this, we just create religion or we just create a list of rules that we try and follow or behaviors that we're going to, God, you, you're probably happier with me now because of my behaviors. And what does it lead to? Just like this emptiness of soul, an emptiness of soul. Every time we say, I, I got this. You know, I'm reminded of Jesus as he was sitting on uh, a hillside with his disciples and the crowds were leaning in and listening into him as he was uh, as he was teaching. He was talking about all kinds of stuff. He talked to them about about trust, but he was talking to them about money and saying, you know, don't don't uh, don't trust in money. You, you, it'll end up becoming your master and, and you won't like it. 
you know, he says, and don't trust, you know, you're saving up for everything because it really, it could be gone just like that. He's like, don't you, it's fine to store up. I mean, Proverbs talks about that, but don't trust in that. Don't put all your trust in that. He talked and told uh, stories of a man who built a, who uh, had this massive farm and vineyard and he stored up and stored up and said, oh, good. Now I don't have to work because I've got it saved up for years. And, and, and the moral of the story is that, that, that uh, the Lord said to him, you fool, like tonight your life is being required of you. You, you can't trust in any of that, that stuff. And as he begins um, telling them on, this, on the story on the, the mountain, you can find it in Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> Jesus says to them, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. He's like, this is why. This is why I'm telling you not to worry. What's, what's worry? Worry is like trusting me to control the outcome. He says, don't trust in you to control outcomes in your everyday life. He says, whether you've got enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, don't let anxiety about all that stuff um, cap, capture your heart. He's, he asked him this question. Isn't life more important than, uh, than food? And isn't your body actually more important than the clothing on it? He's, he said, he's saying to them, don't, don't, don't allow yourself to tr- fully trust you for all of that stuff. You, you're not enough. You're not enough. If you trust you, it's going to lead to worry and anxiety. And what is he talking about? Everyday life. He's like, the stuff you're doing today, trusting in, trusting in today, like the small stuff. We're so, sometimes we're so, we find it so much easier to trust God with the big stuff, but, but not the little stuff, the everyday, the, the, you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts of today. I was reminded of a story of a, of a new principal at a school, and as she, uh, she said, hey, you know what, just leave the supply room open. And as the teachers were going in and get in and out getting supplies, you know, the uh, custodian had come up and that, that had never happened with the old uh, principal. And he says, you know, are you sure that we that we should be leaving the door open? You know, they, they could take anything. You know, we should have re- requisition forms. No. And the principal's response was this. We trust them with our children. You don't think we can trust them with the school supplies? And I wonder, you know, when I think about that, we trust him with our eternity and with our with our life. That's, what we've, that's why we've become followers of Jesus. Can we not trust him with the everyday, the small stuff in the day-to-day? And Jesus says this, look at the birds. You know, as we're out in nature, I don't know, maybe over this video, you've heard the birds. And this would, that, that they would have listened in um, that day as well. He says, look at the birds. They don't harvest. They're not planting food and storing it in barns. Why? Because your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you for, far more valuable to him than, than, uh, than they are? You know, what's he saying to them? What's he saying to us? Stop for a minute and just listen for the birds. Just listen for them because they're talking to you. They're talking to you. He's like, think about it for a minute. Who do you think is more valuable to God? You or those birds? I thought about it to any parent who's uh, watching. Just think about it for a minute. What's more valuable? You know, your child or your chicken? And some of you are like, well, which child are you asking about? <laughs> but we would say it doesn't matter. All, all of our children are far more valuable than any chicken. And that's exactly what Jesus was saying to them. Of course, you think those birds, you know, he's taking care of them, but you're far more valuable to your heavenly father. And he, he lets them in on that, that understanding that God is like a heavenly father to us. He's not just God way out there somewhere. He cares deeply about the everyday in your life. And he's daily taking care of them. 
Then he asked this question, can all your worries even add a single day to your life? He's like, all of that, like you trying to make sure you trust you for everything, he leads to worry, but does it even add a single day to your life? You know, we can buy life insurance, but we can't, that insurance can't buy us another minute of life. We, we can't trust in any of that stuff. You know, I, I, uh, maybe I ask you that question. Have you found that, that you trying to trust you has led to a lot of um, maybe, you know, anxious days and sleepless nights? I do. That's how I know that I need to just once again have my focus brought back to him. That, that my trust must not be in him fully when that worry starts to stir up or that anxiety starts to stir up. And then he goes on to say this, and why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and, and, and how they grow. And, you know, as I sit out here in the, in, in the fall, I'm thinking, like, think about the trees. You know, the, the color of the change on the trees. And you can even see with this one, it, it was yellow, but not for long. He said that about the flowers of the field, like they're there and then all of a sudden they're gone. He says, when you look at them, they don't work to make their clothing. Yet Solomon, the guy who wrote, trust in the Lord with all your heart, in all of his glory, wasn't even dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers or for the trees, he says that they're here today and they're thrown into a fire tomorrow. He will certainly care for you. So why do you have so little faith? That word, why do you have so little confident trust in him? In him. He's saying, stop and just take a look at the leaves. What a beautiful season to do that. But not that, not that just to look at them and enjoy their beauty, but to realize they're speaking to you. Nature's calling out and saying, you know what? Look at how God has adorned us. Look at how God takes care of us. And we're not even close to being as valuable as you. They're speaking to you and they're speaking to me today. They're temporary, but you and I are eternal. Which is more valuable? Which is far more valuable? And he reminds us that of course we are. Of course we are. And that question, why do you have so little trust? Why do we, so, why do we trust so little in him? It's a good question for us to ask ourselves. It's a good question to be asked every once in a while. Because I think sometimes we trust ourselves and others around us way too much. Way too much to our own detriment. And we don't trust God enough. But that's why Jesus came. You know, Jesus came to reveal the hev our, our Heavenly Father. He came to, uh, to show us and those sitting on that hillside that day who God really is. Why did, he, why did he come to reveal the Father? It's so that we could know him. Because trust is based on knowing someone. You don't just, you know, too many people that, that go out and blindly trust someone, they get burned. And it's because we're meant to, uh, to know and, and through getting to know someone, realizing that we can or we can't trust them. And, that, and that's what God, the God of the universe, the God of all creation wants us to know him so that we can know that we can trust him. Colossians 3 verse 10, Paul writes to the Colossians and he says this, Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. You know, in Matthew 6, Jesus finishes this, this, uh, this little um, talk with them on this, on this subject with these words. He says, so don't worry. He says, don't, uh, don't trust you about all of these things saying, you know, what am I going to eat or what am I going to drink or what am I going to wear? He's like, those are the things that dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. He says, but your heavenly father, he already knows all your needs. So seek the kingdom of God. What is that? Seek his way of, of doing right. And it says uh, above all else and live righteously, like seek his way of being right. 
and he'll give you everything you need. That word seek is like seek like you're actually trying to find it. Like dig in, look hard to know God, to know, to know him, to know how to be right with him, to know how to walk right with him. Seek him to know him. And it says, like, that, that's what he's saying, is if you seek me to know me, you'll know that you can trust me. And I truly find that as I come back to his word and seek to know him for who he is, I find that it is true that my trust once again uh, can be placed fully in him. And man, that, that worry, that anxiety, those things, they leave because he says he'll take care of everything that I need. And what I need and what I want aren't always the same thing. Because what I want is like, I want like a pain-free, you know, suffering-free, uh, you know, no hardship, no loss existence. But that's not, that might be what I want, but that, that's not what, exactly what I need. What I need is to know that in spite of hardship and in spite of suffering, in spite of all the things that I might be going through, in spite of the things that don't look great on the outside sometimes, that he is with me, that I can fully trust in him still that I can fully trust his goodness, that I can fully trust his love for me, that I can fully trust him to be true, always. And as I do, we walk through those things together, and maybe that's you today. And, and here's, you know, when I, I even just think about nature. Do you realize all these trees very soon, too soon actually, are going to be going through winter? Do you know the birds that, you know, they're, they're, they're not storing up? They're going to go through winter. They're going to go through some coldness, some hard, difficult times. But guess what? God doesn't give up on them. God hasn't given up on them. And even though, you know, we're going to go through some hard times and some winter as well, some winter seasons in our lives, he hasn't given up on us. And he is faithful and he can be trusted. Why? You're reminded of that verse, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding is how it puts it in the New King James. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. You know those words, let me just leave you with those thoughts. Trust means be confident, trust in, feel safe in him. Feel safe in the Lord with all your heart, the totality of you. Your heart, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your thinking. You know, if we trust him with our eternity, let's trust him with the everyday. And he says, and lean not on your own. What does that mean? It's that same thing. The leaning is like trusting. Don't trust in your, on your own strength, your own understanding, your, your, your own will and emotions. But in all your ways, in the way you do life, in the path that you walk, acknowledge him, consider him, seek him, seek to know him. Make the way that you do your life about knowing him. Man, that's a big one for me right now to make the path of my life about knowing him. And he'll show you the way to go. He'll show you the steps to take. So in closing, let me, let me just maybe ask us a couple of questions today. You know, to the followers of Jesus listening today, here's my, here's, here's my question. Are you trusting him with everything? Am I trusting him with everything, honestly and truthfully? I can't answer yes to that uh, all the time. And worry and anxiety and those things, they're the ones that let me know. Are you trusting him too little? You know, with your life and, and maybe with your dreams and with your plans, you know, what is it that, that maybe you just need to trust him a little bit more, trusting him with the outcomes of how things are going a little more? You know, what would it look like if you trusted him more? Not just with your eternity, but with the day-to-day -day life. You know, what would your days look like if you trusted him more today than, than, than yesterday? What would your nights be like if you trusted him more? Maybe there'd be, you know, more sleeping and less, you know, of the mind spinning. 
I'm reminded of that song, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, and oh, for grace to trust him more." That we would simply be able to say, instead of, God, I got this, you know, or wrestling with those things, not even realizing we're saying, if like, I got this, I got this, I'm, I can handle this, I can make this work. But to just simply say, God, you got this. <laughs> you got this, and I trust you. You got this, and I trust you. Let's do this together today. Maybe you're watching and you're not a Jesus follower. I just want to say thank you for watching to this point. But maybe I'd ask you this question. You know, um, maybe maybe you've never put your faith and trust in Christ, or maybe you've walked away from him. But I guess my, my, my question would be, have you been trusting in yourself to kind of make sense of life or to find your own happiness or, you know, to, to find value? Have you found that, you know, trusting you has just left you empty? Have you trusted yourself to try and fix past mistakes or behaviors or addictions and you just realize, like, time and time again, you let yourself down? You can't even trust you to make it better? You know, we've all been in that spot. We've all been in that spot. It's why we all need a savior. But maybe you feel like, man, I'm like, I'm too far gone. Like, I, I don't even know if I can trust God to, to, to want me or to, to be able to rescue me. I was reminded of the story of James Brown. He talked about when he was learning to fly an airplane and him and his instructor were flying and he flew too high, too straight up and he stalled his plane and all of a sudden kind of the panic took over as he as the plane began to fall and, and he's trying to remember all of his training to see if he could get the to get it started again and, and steadied out once again. And it was like these scary few seconds as he realized he's plummeting to the ground and then all of a sudden finally he was able to and he looked over at his instructor as he's sweating bullets and he looks over at his instructor and his instructor's just calm and cool and he asks him he's like how come you're not scared and the instructor's words to him were this he's like you cannot get this plane in into into any situation that i can't get it out of you can't get this plane into any situation that i can't get it out of and i believe the lord would say that to you and to me today that you can't get yourself into any situation that he can't get you out of if you'll trust him if you'll just put your trust in him. God, I trust you with my past. God, I trust you with my failures. God, I trust you with my future. God, I trust you with my life. I put my trust, I move it from me. I move the outcomes from my hand and my, I move the, the outcomes of my future from my hands and, and I just give them to you. God, I trust you that you've got this, that you've got this. And it is a life of living out that same the same way it starts is how we walk it out simply trusting in him you know dl moody said this and i'll leave you with this thought trust yourself you're doomed to disappointment trust in your friends they'll die and leave you if you trust in money you may have it taken away from you you trust in your reputation some slanderous tongue may blast it but trust in god and you are never to be confounded in this time or eternity. You know, that's what the gospel is. Where John simply said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in, that, that word is trusts. Whoever trusts in, whoever puts their confident trust in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. You truly would experience, you truly would experience 
what it means to fully trust in him. You know, as I thought about this, I was reminded of a song, a song that continuously came to mind. And uh, I just love it if we could close together by, by singing that together. You know, God, as we sit out here in nature, just with you today, reminded of these words. God, I ask today that you help us just to simply put our trust in you. The words of this song might be our prayer, might be our declaration. With every breath, with every word I speak, with every step, every heartbeat. Jesus, let them be for you, for you only my whole life, all for your glory. Let's just say that again with every breath. Lord, with every breath, with every word I speak, with every step, with every heartbeat. Jesus, let it be for you, for you only my whole life, all for your glory, your glory, yeah, cause my life is in your hands, I trust it all, trust it all to you, my dreams and all my plans, trust it all, trust it all, forever I'm changed, I'll never be the same. in your name <laughs> grateful because of what you did for us on that cross Father you trusted your son to pay for our salvation and to rescue us we in turn once again put our trust in you trust it all Father, as we uh, walk through today and walk through this life and attempted to draw away from that, God, would you remind us again, just draw us again. We might fully trust you with every minute, every step, every breath of this day. 
and that you truly would be glorified as a result. Thank you for this. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to leave you with a couple of questions just to chat about together. Maybe it's uh, maybe you're watching uh, at a home church or maybe you're just kind of at home uh, on your own or maybe in a car. But I'd encourage you to chat with somebody uh, about this. And, and here's here's the questions. As always, we ask this simple question. What jumped out at you today? What jumped out at you from this talk? Something you need to think about a little bit more. Second, do you find it difficult to trust people? Is that your experience and why or why not? Uh, third, in what areas of your life right now do you experience worry, anxiety, uh, that empty feeling we talked about or feeling lost? And then finally, do you find it difficult to fully trust God with the everyday? And if so, why or why not? I pray the Holy Spirit digs deep in your heart that you grow in Him, that... Uh, <laughs> That as you trust in him more and more, you truly would experience the fruit of that in your life. And uh, I'm grateful for this time together. Thank you for that. Until next time, just know that I love you, praying for you, and I'm grateful to be part of this family. We'll see you later.